With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zach Laws, Luca Gilliberti, uh, thank you for joining me in this Gold Derby Slugfest. It is time to talk about best competition program. Now, we've never had a lineup that was uh, two nominees different from the year before. I thought that maybe this would be the year. I feel like maybe some other people did as well with Matt Singer coming in, with America's Got Talent seeming to be on the rise. Uh, but nope, we just have the same lineup as last year, but without Project Runway since the hosts are gone, and Project Runway has been replaced by Nailed It. So given that we have uh, pretty much the same lineup as last year, which is The Amazing Race, American Ninja Warrior, RuPaul's Red Race, Top Chef, and The Voice, joined by Nailed It, uh, and this category is one in which the winner tends to be the same for several years on end. Uh, is there any potential for a shakeup this year, Zach? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, listen, I, I feel like um, you, you can never count out the voice. Um, it has won this category several times. But I think when you look at the sheer number of nominations that RuPaul's Drag Race has gotten and the fact that it continues to grow with each year, the fact that it won last year and is now the incumbent. Um, I feel like if it's not that, then I suppose they'll go back to The Voice. Um, but I don't know. I just don't see there being much competition to the reality competition program. Uh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, I think RuPaul is, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is a slam dunk at this point. Um, it has one nomination less than last year, but it still has 11 nominations, and that's an incredible total. And uh, I think after The Voice stopped winning, uh, I don't think it'll, you know, win again in, anytime soon, just because that's how the Emmys are sometimes. Once they drop a show, they don't uh, reward it again. And RuPaul's Drag Race is still incredibly popular. Um, it's, you know, everyone talks about it, whereas sometimes I feel like the voice loses more steam with each passing year. And as for the other nominees, the we know The Amazing Race is, you know, an Emmy favorite, used to be an Emmy favorite. Um, but I just don't see anything beating RuPaul at this point. Yeah, so I'm just checking the uh, list of past winners, and it turns out RuPaul is only on a one-year streak at this point. Yeah. So maybe last year was just a fluke, and we'll get back to The Voice um, for the next several years again. Uh, last year, 
the voice was actually stronger than ever in nominations. It got its most nominations ever. Um, this year it's down a few. RuPaul is pretty steady. Uh, so what I actually have in second place is Nailed It. Uh, Nailed It is on Netflix. It gets uh, TCA nominations. I feel like it is the show that has some people excited in this category, um, which is more than I can maybe say about the other nominees. I should at least have that in third, considering it is the new kid on the block. And like I said, it is on Netflix, uh, which is uh, the most popular network on television right now. Um, ironic, considering it's technically not a television network, but uh, there you go. Um, I think that, uh, you know, in, in terms of like RuPaul versus The Voice, um, you could feel how much people loved seeing RuPaul's Drag Race win mm -hmm. last year. Just like the year before, he could feel how disappointed everyone was to see it lose to The Voice, um, which just makes me feel like there is this, like, this passion for that show. You know, I mean, the fact that RuPaul himself keeps winning for a reality host year after year after year. Um, you know, the, I mean, it's just, it's such a, um, it's a show that has all this great production value. You know, I mean, it's got these great costumes. It's got these great characters. It's got... Uh, these amazing sets and all these things I, you know, I just, you know, how can you compete with it? You know, as popular as the voice is, like, how do you compete with that? And I actually think it helps him that he won for the first or that the show itself won for the first time last year because, you know, it had build, been building up enough goodwill throughout the years. I mean, RuPaul kept winning his category. And I think last year was it had it finally had enough support to actually take home a competition series and or competition program. And it's all, we're not at a point yet where there's fatigue for the show because it only won once. And as Zach said, there's still so much passion for it that I just don't see anything else in this race uh, being able to beat it. Now, Zach, you are our resident uh, Drag Race viewer. Uh, I don't think Luca mm -hmm. watches it regularly. I am, yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, I've heard rumblings that this was actually a down season for Drag Race, which uh, I did not see reflected in IMDb ratings or anything, but I kind of hear that around. Was it, and will that affect anything? Not to make a dad joke out of it, but I didn't find this season to be a drag at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it could, but then again, it's like, how how was this season of The Voice? You know, how was this season of... Exactly. Top Chef for The Amazing Race or American Ninja Warrior. I mean, all those seem to be kind of like, you know, pretty same old, same old at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. I, I Nothing in this. If The Masked Singer were nominated, as popular as that show is, I would think maybe RuPaul is in trouble, right? Because th that's a show that people are at least talking about. Um, don't know why exactly, but they are. Uh, none of these other shows, I mean, other than, as you say, nailed it, um, seem to, uh, seem to be catching the zeitgeist in any sort of way. You know, and I think even RuPaul's worst season has probably got more passionate support behind it than uh, some of these other programs' best. I think what's tricky about this category is that it's voted on by everyone. You know, since it is a program category, 
you know, all branches are eligible to vote for it. So, uh, you know, the nominations, they tend to be just the same thing uh, every season. And, you know, as Zach, I, I like that point about, you know, did any of these shows have a good season or a bad season? It doesn't really matter because they're probably just voting on um, their past viewing of it, you know, several years ago. Yes. All right, uh, so we'll move on to uh, the reality host category. Uh, this year we have the three-time winner, RuPaul Charles, again nominated for Drag Race. We also have James Corden coming in for The World's Best, Ellen DeGeneres coming in for Ellen's Game of Games, Marie Kondo coming in for Tidying Up, and Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman sharing a nomination for Making It. So out this year, we have uh, United Shades of America with W. Kamabel. He's out. Uh, Jane Lynch, she won a couple times, uh, maybe, yeah, twice a few yes. years ago. She is done for Hollywood Game Night. And uh, we are also missing the Project Runway host because uh, they are gone and we have new hosts that I guess the Emmys did not take to. So this category, unlike the series category, uh, is not voted on by everybody. I think it's just voted on, uh, well, I'll have to check, but it's just a few branches. So the nominations can be a bit more inspired. Um, so in this category, is RuPaul just going to win again, uh, especially since the series is so strong right now? I think he'll still take it this year. I still, you know, it. I think it'd be his fourth win at this point. Um, I still think he has enough passion and the show has enough passion to still um, get him across the finish line, even though I did mention before that sometimes once someone's won so many times, there's, you know, fatigue that comes with it. But I don't think RuPaul falls under that category. Um, I do think we have some competition here compared to a competition series because there are a lot of people happy about Nick Offerman finally getting his first Emmy nomination or about Marie Kondo uh, making it in because her show is on Netflix. It's incredibly popular. I even hear people talking about it over here. So I would not um, be surprised if someone else upset in this category, whereas I would be very surprised if something beat RuPaul's Drag Race in competition series. Yeah, I mean, just to echo what Lucas said, I think that he definitely has more competition this year than he would have had last year. If yeah, if, if they had just nominated, uh, like you said, Riley, the kind of the same old people who had been nominated for the last couple of years, um, then I would think that he would just walk to victory this way. But uh, give me one second here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm just looking at the Emmy rules, and it's just kind of a hodgepodge of uh, peer groups that I think don't have long enough ballots, and they kind of say, okay, you can vote for the host category as well. So mm -hmm. we've got casting directors can vote on host, the daytime programming branch, which I did not know was a thing. Uh, this is their only individual achievement category that they're allowed to vote on. Uh, they can vote on hosts, and then they can vote on all the series categories. And the producers branch, um, again, you know, they don't really have their own category because they just vote for series. Uh, the production executives branch, the professional representatives branch, <laughs> uh, the reality branch, of course, and the television executives branch. 
they can all vote in this category. And the television executives branch is actually uh, the largest in the academy, or at least it was the last time the academy uh, disclosed which branch was the largest. Uh, which is different from the Oscars where the actors branch is the biggest. So we are looking at about 3,000 or so members in the television executives branch, uh, which is a substantial portion of the 24,000 um, in the Academy overall. So uh, I find that, you know, if RuPaul were to lose in this category, that might be a bad sign for the main yes. category since this might be um, a decent sample size of the Academy overall. Uh, so I'm actually going with uh, Marie Kondo, uh, wow. mostly because I've uh, lost my marbles and I don't feel like <laughs> getting points. Um, but uh, what I like about her nomination is that she actually got it because people are uh, watching her show or mm -hmm. at least watching uh, viral clips from her show and its uh, related properties. Whereas, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, James Corden, Amy Poehler, maybe voters watch their shows, maybe they just like those names. Marie Kondo, uh, she definitely did not get her nomination through uh, name recognition. Mm. Yeah, the thing I was gonna say before uh, the doorman interrupted me was, um, uh, I. <laughs> Uh, James Corden and Ellen DeGeneres, I don't think they're really factors in this race. Marie Kondo is. And to an extent, I think also Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler, just because, yeah. um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of goodwill towards both of them. Amy Poehler, of course, uh, just won her first Emmy uh, as a sort of uh, two-for-one deal with Tina Fey hosting Saturday Night Live. Um, and, you know, Nick Offerman... Uh, I think there's a lot of people who think he should have won several Emmys for Parks and Recreation, and they're just probably glad to see that he's finally nominated uh, for something. So I think that both of them could probably, um, both of them meaning uh, the duo of Offerman and Polar and then Marie Kondo, could be competition for RuPaul. But ultimately, we see a lot of times with these Emmy categories, they like to just vote for the same people over and over again. Um, and it definitely helps that his show is still uh, the front runner to win in competition series. And it's the same thing for me because I'll be predicting RuPaul until, you know, we realize that the show itself isn't doing well anymore. If, you know, next year it gets five nominations instead of 11, maybe that would be a sign that there's less support for him as well. But at this point, I just feel like there's too much buzz. There's too much passion for him not to win. And I do have Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman in uh, second place. But what worries me about them is that the last duo or the last time a duo won for hosting was in 2013 when Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn won. And uh, I think there's also something to say about uh, the Queer Eye hosts uh, omission in this category, which, you know, could be reasoned with the fact that they are five hosts. And I'm not sure how well they respond to duos in general. But I do think Marie Kondo, as Riley said, is, uh, you know, is a factor in this race because she got in on popularity, not on name check, not because the show was some, uh, you know, received nominations across the board, but because she herself as a host is uh, incredibly popular and her show does stream on Netflix. So that does count as well.
I think you could make the argument that she was the most seen of all the nominees this year. Whereas I'm not sure that voters, you know, as we said, are watching several of these shows. Uh, they have seen RuPaul at some point. I don't know if they're still watching Drag Race. Whereas any viewing of Tidying Up definitely happened during this eligibility period. Uh, so I wonder if she could mobilize uh, support from people who normally see this category on their ballot and they kind of just skip it because they are not partial to any of them because they don't watch, um, you know, reality TV. Yes. I think we've uh, done reality to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'd be very surprised to see um, uh, if uh, anything other than Drag Race can win in competition series. Um, I do think there is some competition for RuPaul, but uh, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna put my money behind Mama Ru until I'm uh, until I am proven otherwise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.